we have to discuss the very latest on Elon Musk and Twitter. I'd like to bring in Mark Mills, author, Cloud Revolution, and senior fellow at the Manhattan Institute. Nice to see you, sir. Thank you for being on with us on such a crucial day. We've already had the stock halted twice. The first was just on volatility, limit up, limit down. But the second was on news pending. And now the reports are he's moving forward with 5420. That was the original deal, $44 billion hostile takeover, ahead of that trial that was set to begin in October. What are your thoughts on this entire deal? Does it go through? What are the chances of this moving forward? So this is the grand uh, drinking game of our decade, which is getting into the mind of Elon Musk. So <laughs> I, I think it goes forward. Um, and I think it goes forward for a couple of reasons. Uh, first, you know, it looks like what he's done is a public due diligence putting a lot of pressure on Twitter to get the answer to the number he wanted, which is how many people really are real big people, not bots on the Twitter platform. So, you know, I'm being facetious, but also maybe there's some truth to that. That's what he's done. He's maybe confident that the user base is close to 400 million. So what does he know? Um, think about this. Uh, he knows that we're at the sort of the end of the beginning of the cloud era. We're not at the, we're not at the beginning of the end. He knows that Twitter has 400 million users, and maybe they're all real, pretty close. I mean, tw LinkedIn has 800 million, Facebook has 3 billion. He pl I think he plans to add a zero to the Twitter base. That that would really make it worth a lot of money. If he could. And if there's anybody that could pull it off, maybe it's him. He has a complimentary platform. I mean, Starlink is what will get connectivity to billions of people in the world. He's already using it, as, as we know, famously in Ukraine and in Iran. So I, I think I think it's a long play. I'm guessing um, it. I think it's probably a brilliant long play because of, of platform complementarity. Assuming that the regulators don't someday, you know, break them all up. But for now, I, I if I were guessing, it happens, and I wouldn't bet against Elon Musk adding a zero to the uh, subscriber base or the the user base. So at this point, what's interesting is the timing ahead of the election. The election is 35 days away. Yeah. And the, you know, the court was supposed to start on October 17th. The truth right. is, if, if Twitter actually accepts the proposal, the two sides wouldn't have to follow through. I mean, it could actually, it could actually close pretty soon, within a yeah. week. Yeah, that's a big right? deal. I think the market, I'm stating the obvious, people are hungry for what they would, they all, that both sides of political aisle would agree is an agnostic platform, a real place to have debates, a real place to have political arguments. I mean, that's, that's what people will hunger for, you know, set aside all the, you know, fake news stuff that goes around. Obviously, there's lots of fake news. We've had fake news for literally for a century in America or longer. So I, I think uh, that could be a big deal. I mean, if, if he takes control quickly, implements uh, policies that make people confident that they can have a debate, a public debate on a platform that people go to. At first, it'll, if you want to be cynical, it would accelerate a user base very quickly. Because where would you, where would you go if you want to have a debate that you were sure that you're able to talk? I think that's right. that's clearly what people are hungering for on both sides of the aisle. Uh, ex you know, except for the control freaks, but they, we can we know who they are. We can discount them. Right. And the truth is, you should be able to talk openly and honestly about yeah. ideas and ways to make the country better. And while we may not all agree, what, no matter what side of the aisle you're on, the, the first step is communication and conversation. And if you yeah. start to, you know, really shush 
one person or one side, that's where it becomes problematic. In the meantime, I'd like to know if Elon Musk were to take this private, which seems somewhat likely, um, what does it mean for other social media space? Well, I think, you know, this is kind of interesting. I, I mean, I if you think about it, every kind of business that gets is, is a beat up in a down market, whether it's a social media business or an oil business, uh, going private is not a bad thing to do uh, if the price is right. I mean, if you really believe in the business and you want to be able to grow uh, without sort of the public scrutiny, uh, that's the place to do it. I don't, I don't mean public scrutiny in terms of being honest. Just, you know, growing for the long term is hard to do in a short term market. And I think he he would do do the long term play, and then take it public after that. Uh, maybe he leaves it public. I don't I don't know. But I think the social media space uh, will really be shaken up if, in fact, what happens users decide they want to go to to your point of a platform where people more broadly agree it's a quote fair place to have an argument, a debate, conversation. This, this could really devalue the other platforms rather than add value to them. Can you give me the bigger picture as you wrote your book and you have a, a broader outlook? You were talking about satellite space and that's really important, right? And providing that, we saw that in Puerto Rico and Elon Musk has worked yeah. with that he's worked with that in Ukraine. I mean, we're into like, you know, outer space topics at this point. But your book, you're the author of Cloud Revolution. What do we need to know about social media? Because I think as parents, we worry about kids growing up in a social media world. At yeah. the same time, we learn so much more because of a social media. We're smarter in so many ways. Sure. I mean, look, I, I, I'm not naive about, and I like you, I worry as, as a parent and now as a grandparent, frankly, in my case, about you know what what how kids and, and people in general use social media this is a, an important debate to have it's not the first time we've had a debate about the impact of new media on how we think and how we debate if you read your history not you but one reads history about newspapers television radio these these are very familiar debates it's a little different today in some ways but it's really the same debate my book is about more than that of course because while we have to have this debate about how to properly use social media how to have news work properly. If the other part of the cloud revolution attaches to the other things Elon Musk is doing, putting communications in space, uh, enabling robots. He's recently announced that he's serious about building robots. Robots are no longer in the realm of science fiction. There's plenty that are, are by robot, I mean mobile, driving, walking machines that work with people to amplify them. This is already happening. Uh, he, he's, he's very credible as a potential player, maybe a lead player in that space. And all that is enabled by the cloud revolution as, as well. So it's a, it's as fundamental a shift as, in effect, the first industrial revolution, where we changed a lot of things, not just how we moved around, how we how we how we did commerce changed, how we how we lived to change, and we're we're in the beginning of those kind of uh, transformational differences. And it's frankly mostly positive, but we've got some problems to iron out in terms of what we'll call fairness and. Uh, Obviously, we have the the inevitable problems of people like to have wars. And here, what Elon Musk has done with Starlink in uh, in Ukraine is probably going to be seen in the hindsight of history as game changing. It's the first first time a private external actor has had such a profound effect on improving the efficacy of the Ukrainian fighting forces. Yeah, 
Yep, and it's my understanding, I'm seeing some headlines now that, according to the Wall Street Journal, which is citing sources, that Twitter and Elon Musk are discussing how to ensure the deal will close. In the meantime, if you invested $1,000 in Twitter five years ago, you'd have 26, oh, 2685 $2,685, dollars, folks. So it shows you uh, the difference between a compounded return. Mark Mills, great to see you. Author, Cloud Revolution, senior fellow at the Manhattan Institute. Thanks for joining us on the show. And by the way, that figures all came from Benzinga. So I thought that was a fun little fun fact. But watching any breaking news now on Twitter as we're starting to move forward, getting closer to the closing bell.